This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled to be today to be joined by a CEO and founder, uh, a Babson Health, Babson College graduate, one of my favorite places in the world. We're joined today by Pooja Ika, the, the CEO and founder of Eternal Health. And Pooja's going to talk about what she's doing, how she started this, and a lot more. Pooja, can you take a moment and tell us about Eternal Health and about yourself? Of course. Well, first, thank you so much for having me today. Um, Eternal Health is a Medicare Advantage plan based in Massachusetts. Uh, we're a hometown health plan that's really focused on making sure that we're making care accessible to all Medicare beneficiaries. And we're in Suffolk, Worcester, and Middlesex County this year and next year as well. How did you get started as a founder of a Medicare Advantage plan? That's just remarkable. How did you get how did you get into this? How did you get started in it? And then we'll talk more about you. I'm sorry. Pooja, tell us how you got started in this. Of course. I think uh, it kind of answers a little bit about me too. Um, my mother is a primary care physician out at UMass, and I used to grow up going to the office with her all the time. And I would sit with the staff at the very front of her office and I would see her patients go into the, the rooms and then she would walk all of them out. And I think through my mother, I, I fell in love with the healthcare space. Um, I saw her develop really close, intimate relationships with her um, patients where they trusted her. Um, and they fully believed that not only was she, the, was she their doctor, but she was also their friend, um, someone that they would tell, um, you know, about stories about their children or their children's children. And through that, she was able to build a lot of trust and confidence in them. Um, and so she was able to uh, have really open conversations with them about their health and their care. Um, and before they went to the ER, really did anything, she was always their first call. And so I fell in love with that personal relationship and the fact that each person's care is going to be very different um, than another person's care. And so to me, I think that's where I credit my love and passion for the healthcare space. And then through my dad, I fell in love with um, startups. My dad's an entrepreneur and has started multiple um, successful ventures in the healthcare space. And I, I fell in love with the idea of being able to take an idea and kind of see it blossom and also build a team around you that's just equally as passionate about your idea and the mission and the vision of the company. And so um, I, I'd like to think that I've taken the best out of both of my parents and that both of their passions and have kind of merged them into, into eternal health. Um, and it truly is something that I'm so passionate about. And um, I've always been a believer that there's a way to do things the right way and still be really successful and profitable and establish mutually beneficial relationships across the board. So that's what we're hoping to do here. Pooja, I guess the most important question is, you know, you've had so much influence from your mother and your father. The most important question is, who's the better parent? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, nice that. No. The, the, the question I have is, how does someone, I mean, you, you graduated from Babson College, magnificent college. One of my closest friends went there literally 30 plus years ago, not nearly as bright as you are. He's not nearly as bright. But, <laughs> but the question I have for you, Pooja, is how do you actually start a Medicare Advantage plan? How does that happen that a young professional, brilliant young professional, actually starts a Medicare Advantage plan? How does that happen? You know, um, I would have loved uh, like a 
list of things that you kind of have to check off, like a checklist to say, okay, these are the 10 things you have to do to be able to start a Medicare Advantage plan or a health plan, let alone. Um, but I did not have that. Um, so I had to pick up and start somewhere and hope it was the right place to start. And looking back, maybe it wasn't, but I knew that I had to start somewhere. And so um, for us, our process started in October of 2020 um, when I kind of realized, okay, I want to be in the Medicare Advantage space. I want to start a health plan. And so I brought on board a consulting company and um, it was my one other friend who I brought on board as an employee at that point in time. And it was both of us and this consulting company. And our first step was having conversations with the division of insurance in Massachusetts. And then, um, you know, submitting our HMO application and our licensure application and working through that process and then getting our approval from the state and then from there, getting approval from CMS. Um, so obviously, we're extremely regulated. Um, and so we had to make sure that we were following all the right procedures. Um, and so we did. We, we were able to be the first newly licensed health plan in the state of Massachusetts since 2013. Um, and so I take a lot of great pride in that. And I think that, you know, we're, we're chipping away slowly, but there is no really um, easy way to kind of navigate through this space. And I think I've built a great team of people who, some with lots of healthcare experience and some who are really new, because I think that uh, brings a really unique kind of dynamic uh, to the picture. And it allows us to really think outside of the box um, and kind of rethink certain things that have been set in stone in the healthcare industry for so long. Um, but I, I think really what it is, is someone once told me, um, you know, in order to be successful, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And this last year and a half, I've learned to be uncomfortable and being comfortable with being uncomfortable a lot. <laughs> I mean, truly, truly amazing. And talk about now that you sort of got this started, it's moving in the right direction. What are the big priorities this year? How do you look at that in building out a health plan, building an HMO, building a, a you know, Medicare Advance plan? What are the big priorities this year? Um, so my first priority always, we're a consumer-centric health plan. So my first priority is always ensuring on the members, the current members we have now are really satisfied and really happy with our care um, they're receiving. And But also... Uh, our, our, our other, you know, mission is to be able to grow our membership and to get the word out about eternal health because uh, our goal is to be a catalyst for change in this space and really push other insurers to rethink what they're offering as well so that together we can really make healthcare affordable for all Americans across the board. So um, that I would say are, are two big things. And then in addition to that, um, you know, building our provider network. Uh, Providers, and I learned from my mother, you know, they're, they're such a key integral part of this puzzle for us, and um, nothing's going to ever be able to replace that primary care physician and, and patient relationship. And if anything, at Eternal Health, we try our best to be able to mimic that because we value that relationship so much. And so um, my goal is to be able to also really partner with providers within Massachusetts to ultimately reduce their administrative burden and allow them to focus on what they love, which is taking care of our members and their patients. And is it hard to sign a provider contract with your mother and does she demand too high of rates? 
you know, I have to deal with uh, some systems. I was actually talking to, um, she works at UMass, I was talking to um, some of the executives at UMass, and they joked, they said, don't take your mother away from us, you know, we like her, she's a good physician. It's phenomenal. I know we've had the CEO of UMass on the podcast, so you could we, we'll, we'll see if we can't connect the two of you. Just magnificent. You're already there, I'm sure. Another question for you. So you've been a founder of a business at a young age, just brilliant, amazing. What, what, what advice would you give to other founders? What, what do you, I mean, I hear so clearly how you're purpose and mission centric. You're very focused on this is what we're trying to do for the consumer. What, what advice would you give to other founders? And, and I could sort of glean some of it from talking to you, but tell us in your own thoughts, what, what few pieces of advice would you give to other founders? Um, well, one, I think I have obviously a long way to go, but in my little bit of time that I've been navigating through this space, um, I would say my one piece of advice is uh, never think anything is impossible. I was told multiple, multiple times um, in the beginning when I started that, oh, are you sure you want to start a Medicare Advantage plan? Are you sure you want to start in Massachusetts? It's so difficult to enter into this market. There's a lot of other things that you can do out there. And um, I never took no for an answer. Um, I, I didn't want to listen to all the naysayers because I truly believed that we were adding substantial value and really disrupting the space for the better. Um, so it would be never take no for an answer. And also nothing is impossible. It might be impossible or not possible the way you're thinking about it right now. Um, but everything is possible. You just have to rethink the way you're thinking about it. Um, and so those, I think, would be my two pieces of advice. And I, I really do think that um, for me, I, I grew up in Southboro, Massachusetts, and it was a predominantly white community. And I wanted to be able to see people who looked like me um, that I could say, oh, wow, look, you know, she's doing something great and she looks like me and I can resonate. And so my hope and goal is to be able to, uh, you know, I have a little cousin. And so for her to be able to look up to me and say, wow, I can do anything I really set my heart out to. So simply magnificent. I love the advice of, and one of my favorite pieces of advice anybody ever gives is don't listen to the naysayers. Mm -hmm. Every great success story that I know of started with somebody telling somebody that, oh, you can't do that. Oh, it's not likely mm -hmm. to do that. And, and people then respond in one of two ways. They then double down and, 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 and put their spine up and move forward, or they listen to the naysayers. And I think your point on it is so important not to listen to the naysayers is, is I just love that advice. Uh, never take no for an answer. I think that is magnificent advice as well. And, and then finally, it's not impossible. I mean, there are things that are on, that are impossible. Like I could never be an NBA basketball player. I just don't have the athleticism for it. But by and large, things are not impossible. You can do them regardless of what all the naysayers and, and the no's and those people say you could do them. And I think it's just a remarkable story of you building from scratch a Medicare Advantage plan. Just absolutely remarkable, Pooja. Pooja, where can people learn more about Eternal Health and Pooja Ica? Yeah, um, you can learn a lot more about our organization um, at www.eternalhealth.com. Um, and like I said before, we are a Medicare Advantage plan. So any Medicare people, any providers, um, any other stakeholders, you know, we welcome you to visit our website because one of the things I really want people to understand is Eternal Health is here to take in as much feedback from the community as possible. Um, we want to be 
your forever partner in healthcare. And in order for us to do that, we want to learn from you and grow with you um, because that's, that's really the best way to kind of go about it. Um, and in terms of me, um, you can find me at the Eternal Health offices as I spend a lot of my time here, but also um, you'll find tidbits about me on the website as well. Thank you so much. It's, it's so nice. My other friend that went to Babs and Bob Moss, he's very, very smart, but nowhere near as gifted as you. So it is a pleasure to get a chance to talk to another Babson College graduate, uh, brilliant people. Thank you so much for joining us, Pooja. What a pleasure and what an inspiring story. I love this concept of, I, I'm, I'm going to frame this, don't listen to the naysayers. Magnificently, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.